Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. govern the planet. We were created to rule the world. All the enemy has to do is is come and and someone who maybe is particularly gifted in one area or another, and he comes alongside them and persuades them that they should turn that and use it for self-interest. Do you see that? That's what he always does. God gives you certain talents, certain abilities, certain giftings, and the devil comes alongside you and and he wants to help you make it all about you. Are you serving God or yourself? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that God gives each of us different talents and abilities to serve his church and purposes. However, the enemy works hard to persuade us to use these for selfish ways. Remember to always use your gifts to serve the Lord. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 2 with today's message. As we looked chapter 1 a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that the book of Hebrews is a book that just is all about Jesus. It looks at Jesus. Now we know the whole Bible you know, is about Jesus in one way or another, Directly or indirectly, it's pointing us toward Jesus Christ. But the book of Hebrews is a book that is just entirely focused on Jesus, who he is, what he did, what he's going to do, what that means to us. But it's just focused on Jesus. And we saw last week and and the week before, for that matter, you know, the writer of the Hebrews talks about the fact that Jesus is not an angel. He says he's so much better than the angels he made. The angels. The angels worship him. And there's this emphasis in the book of Hebrews on on understanding who he is and and actually getting to know him better. Look at verse 5. In verse 5, we read, and this is referring to God the Father, for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You've put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Now, that phrase, different from verse 7, It's actually that he was a little while. He was made lower than the angels. For the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. 
Now listen, stop right there. This continues. We'll, we'll dig into it a little bit more next week, but we're being pointed back to Genesis chapter one. And he's using Psalm chapter eight. This is actually a direct quote from Psalm eight. As it's a fascinating thing that he's doing because he's, he's pointing us back to Genesis chapter one. I'll get to that in a second. As he points us ahead to the end of the age, to the new earth. How, how did he word it there? He says, he's not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. So he's pointing us back to the beginning and ahead to the end. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that kind of make sense? In this little short passage, listen, I, I have to tell you, this is one of those, as we go through chapter two, there's so much in here. And I want to encourage you to dig a little bit deeper. What I mean by that is I want to encourage you to read Hebrews chapter two, 15 or 20 times over the course of the next month. And we're not going to stay in it that long. I'm not saying we're going to stay in chapter two. That, we're going to stay in chapter two one more week. But I'm telling you, we won't begin to get all the riches out of this that will really minister, really help your life, really, really affect you if you'll take the time to just read it and think about it over and over and over. Maybe even dig into a little commentary. Andrew Murray wrote a great commentary on the book of Hebrews. Look into it a little further. Pray about it a little. If you've got questions, email me. But dig into this because he's, there's so much in here. See, Psalm chapter 8, you remember last week as we looked at it in the first few verses of chapter 2, the writer says, you know, how are we going to escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Well, now he's talking about this great salvation. What is it that makes it so great? So a lot of times we think that, well, you know, I don't have to go to hell. That's great. No, 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 but that's just the beginning. There's so much more greatness about this salvation. I mean, absolutely, it's great that we don't have to go to hell, but what do we get to do? Because I, I grew up thinking as a little boy, go to heaven, you know, and, I, and, and the cartoons all had pictures of little, little angels with little wings and a little harp, and they're on a cloud, you know. And my pastor told me that, that we're going to worship God forever and ever. But the image that came up in my mind was doing what you're doing right now, right? You sing a few songs, and then you sit and listen to somebody that may or may not be interesting, and I'm going to do that for eternity, that doesn't sound like heaven. Eternal boredom is what it sounded like. There's going to be nothing to do forever and ever. We're going to be sitting in church forever. I wanted to go play ball, you know, get out and do some stuff. And see, the, the Bible actually tells us that the adventure begins on the other side of the curtain. And this is preparation time for what is yet to come. That's what Hebrews is talking about. Psalm 8 is a description of this great salvation. It's a description of the world to come. It starts getting into a little bit, you know, the, the next part. And he, he begins this passage in Hebrews. He, he says, God, God didn't place the world to come in subjection to angels. He didn't place the world to come under the authority of angels. Why not? Well, because his intention is that Human beings should be in charge of the world to come. Man was created for that responsibility. How do I know? Again, Genesis chapter 1. Now, we're going to look at three things from the passage, and that's the first one. Man was created to rule the world. Man was created to rule the world. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 
Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now think about this with me. It occurred to me as as I was contemplating all of this, you know, have you ever wondered why throughout the centuries there have been so many maniacs that rose up and said, you know, I'm going to rule the world. I'm going to take over the world. It started, I believe, back in Genesis chapter 10, chapter 11 with Nimrod. Now, by the way, I want to recommend a book to you. Those of you who are, who are readers, Dr. Henry Morris started the Creation Research Institute. He's been dead for several years now. He's a scientist, but he wrote a whole bunch of wonderful commentaries. But he wrote one book that the title of it is The Long War Against God fascinating book because he goes all the way back and he, he just gives some suggestions based on scripture, but he goes all the way back to the Tower of Babel and all of that. You remember the story in the Bible? And, but he gives some, some fascinating details. And one of the things that he points out is, is that Nimrod was likely one of the very first you know, to, to kind of have this, these grandiose ideas. But it didn't stop with Nimrod, did it? I mean, we could all come up with a, with a bunch of names. We got some photos. If Maria, if you'll put the first one up there. Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus. He's one. Apparently had the idea he could just take over. He was going to rule the world. He had some, some wonderfully grandiose ideas about himself, right? And then the next one. Anybody want to guess who that one is? Attila the Hun. Very good. Somebody got it right. Attila the Hun. Look at those eyes, man. Ooh. The next one. Oh, there's a demon in there somewhere, right? Man, look at those eyes. But where do do they get this idea from? Listen, and the easy answer is, oh, it was demonic. I mean, they got the idea from the devil. Well, I want to suggest to you that all he did actually was further their own ambitions. Do you understand what I mean by that? You see, what the Bible teaches is that you and I, human beings, we were created to govern the planet. We were created to rule the world. All the enemy has to do is is come and and someone who maybe is particularly gifted in one area or another, and he comes alongside them and persuades them that they should turn that and use it for self-interest. Do you see that? That's what he always does. God gives you certain talents, certain abilities, certain giftings, and the devil comes alongside you and and he wants to help you make it all about you. All about you. That's what he did with these guys. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result, or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy, but Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.